Welcome to Hogue MD, a new medical podcast by physicians for physicians. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Hogue MD podcast, where we'll dive deep into the backgrounds of the talented physicians being recruited to Orange County and the groundbreaking clinical work being done at the highest ranked hospital in Orange County. Our guest today is Dr. Michael Demur. He is the Otis Healy Family Endowed Chair in Applied Genomics and Medical Director of Precision Medicine at the Hogue Family Cancer Institute. He is an internationally recognized expert in cancer surgery and research. Dr. Demur has authored and co-authored more than 100 scholarly works and has built an active research program for more than 30 years, mostly centered on using genomic technologies to develop therapeutic targets and improve treatments for endocrine and gastrointestinal cancers. His efforts have included participation as a co- or principal investigator on some of the largest landmark cancer trials in precision medicine, and he's given over 150 invited lectures and presentations. Dr. Demur is a graduate of Hahnemann Medical College and completed his residency at the University of Arizona. He subsequently completed a fellowship in endocrine surgery in Perth, Australia, and at the University of California, San Francisco. He previously held faculty positions at the Medical College of Wisconsin as professor and chief of general surgery at the University of Arizona and as scientific director of the Center for Pancreatic and Endocrine Surgery at Scottsdale Healthcare. He also served as professor and director of the Rare Tumors Program in the Division of Integrated Cancer Genomics, Translational Genomics Research Institute, otherwise known as TGen, in Arizona. In 2007, Dr. Demur completed his master's degree in business administration at the University of Arizona. Dr. Demur is a past president of the American Association of Endocrine Surgeons and is regularly recognized as one of America's top surgeons. He has been named as one of the best doctors in America every year since 2001. That's a great intro, Dr. Demur. Welcome to the Hogue MD podcast. Thank you very much. Okay, so for the physicians listening to this, we're going to be talking today about precision therapy for cancer and how the work being done at Hogue is really revolutionizing care in Orange County. So let's talk a little bit more about that. You've been involved in clinical trials, published all of these studies about precision medicine. So maybe, again, thinking that the physicians are listening out there, what have been some of the most exciting applications of precision medicine in the last few years? Well, this really is a a field that has evolved over the last few years. Um, I think from a genomic sequencing standpoint, lung cancer has probably been the most uh, well-adopted, if you will. We now know at least 40% of all lung cancers have actionable mutations where we have drugs like an EGFR inhibitor or um, similar agents that can target very specific mutations found in lung cancers in particular. But we're seeing this across the board in all kinds of tumors. Um, lung cancer aside, other exciting things that you know might be top of mind for you? Well, we see in melanoma, we've made quite a bit of progress in what used to be fairly much a uniformly fatal disease, uh, where we now have long-term cures or patients in remission for many, many years. Immuno-oncology has been great. I think one of the challenges is to develop new drugs, but we find all the time um, uh, new new drugs, new mutations are being approved. Um, what, what I want to say is the pace of approval of new drugs through the FDA has been increasing. I think the future for us is the better understanding of how DNA and RNA and protein or the multi-omic sequencing approach will add to just right now it's just DNA sequencing for the most part. How critical is that pace of approval? 
Well, I think it's hugely important. I mean, it's really frustrating when you find what you know is a known driver gene or what is causing this patient's tumor to grow, but we don't have a good drug to block it. We also know that some mutations that we used to think are not targetable, we're starting to think they are. Hmm. So maybe a question now for some primary care physicians that might be listening out there. What do we understand about lifestyle effects on genetics, and how can those primary care physicians best advise their patients? Well, we, we understand that. I think if um, we all know the story of patients that have smoked for 50 years and never developed lung cancer versus somebody who didn't smoke but develops lung cancer. Why that is, you know, we don't really understand at this point. But as we start to learn more about germline genetics, we will begin to understand those things. What I can say right now is we know that based on germline genetics, you might be at increased risk or your patient might be at increased risk for certain types of cancers. And then if you know that, you can modify your lifestyle to minimize those risks or, you know, increase the screening to pick up those cancers early. One of the things we talked about in a different podcast was precision medicine and how it's really turning the tables on some cancers out there, specifically pancreatic cancer. So can you talk a little bit about that, how this precision medicine is, is truly turning the tables on these cancers? Well, there's a couple aspects, and it's probably true of all cancers, where early detection, that's why we do mammograms, is why we do PSA now, is to try to pick up cancers early where they're more treatable and we have better outcomes. Well, the recent CAPS-5 study, which was a consortium of several universities and a study funded by the NCI, showed that if you detect pancreas cancer early by screening high-risk patients based on genetics or family history, that you find the cancers early, you, they're more operable, and you have better long-term uh, survival for patients. So early detection is key. We also are starting to get new drugs that can target the most common mutation in pancreas cancer, which is KRAS. Um, and we think that's not druggable, but we're starting now, and there are studies evaluating drugs in development that can target KRAS. So when we're able to do that, that will, I think, make a big impact on treating people that have advanced cancers. Lastly, there are certain now, by studying the mutational profile of certain cancers, that can help us direct which of the existing treatments might be best for that patient. For example, if a patient has a BRCA1 or 2 mutation, they may benefit from a PARP inhibitor, and we see that in pancreas cancer. Um, so understanding the mutational profile may help us select which treatment is best for the patient. We have the prospect of new drugs, and most probably most importantly is early detection. Uh, just because I'm curious about it, we've talked before about your reaction when you get a patient outcome, a successful patient outcome, and the joy that comes with. When you talk about certain new technologies or new, you know, we're talking about precision medicine right now. And, you know, you're mentioning certain things or genes that I'm not aware of, but in the medical community, when there is a new treatment or, oh, we can treat this form of pancreatic cancer, what's that reaction like for you and other doctors? Well, there was, <laughs> there was a meeting at uh, ASCO, it was one of American Society of Clinical Oncology uh, last summer. There's a meeting every year in Chicago. And the study was put up that showed a really positive result. And the whole audience, which was like probably a couple thousand oncologists, stood up and were clapping. Really? 
So, I mean, it's, we want to have the tools to help our patients. I mean, you know, and it's um, really exciting when something proves to be beneficial and something that you couldn't treat before and now you have, you have a treatment. Well, it's a perfect segue into what's going on at Hogue. So can you talk to us a little bit about how Hogue is shaping the future of precision medicine? We talked about here in Orange County, but also outside of the market. Yeah. So step back to where we were five, six years ago, and precision medicine was pretty much a very, very new field. And Hogue uh, is an early adopter in new technologies, not just uh, genomics, but really in a lot of areas. But the goal is to bring the best to our patients right here in Orange County. But I viewed it as if you build it, our patient population isn't just going to be Orange County. We're attracting patients from all over now, and we do that with some of the groundbreaking clinical trials that we have. For example, people will travel to Hogue because um, of the expertise and also the uh, availability of treatments here that might not be available anywhere else. Um, We've had patients come international for pancreas cancer trials and things like that. So Hogue is really set. We're going to be early adopters in all the new cancer treatments, and that's not just genomics or gene analysis and and testing the patient's tumors and like that. It's new immune therapy drugs. It's uh, natural killer, activated natural killer cells, which are harnessing your these natural killer cells that are part of the immune system of the body and reprogramming them, if you will, to attack patients' tumors. It's novel radiopharmaceutical agents, which are liquid radiations, an IV infusion of radioactive particles with a homing mechanism, if you will, that allows them to attach the tumor and deliver radiation right to the tumor um, in in novel ways. And we use it for imaging. We use it for uh, treatment. Um, So Hoga has really been on the forefront of all these new technologies, and we want to be early adopters. Now, my own area in particular is, you know, with the genomic medicine has been the challenge is that most of this technology is very, very new. And it's new from when doctors went to medical school and residency, and now you're out in practice. And just keeping up on a really rapidly emerging field is a challenge. So one of our goals is to provide the support mechanism and interpretation to help doctors and act as a consulting. We don't treat the patients directly, but we act as um, the advisors to docs who will come and say, hey, we have this report on your patient, or what are our options, and you know, what do you recommend? And we um, do that both on a one-on-one basis for the oncologist at Hogue, or we do it in the context of quite a few, many uh, multidisciplinary tumor boards. The multidisciplinary tumor boards is where all the oncologists, the surgeons, the radiation oncologists, the surgeons, our precision medicine team attend, and patients, uh, they're... We call them, you know, their case histories are presented, the imaging is presented, and, and then we discuss the treatment options. And we will weigh in there and say, did you consider this for your patient? So um, we can contribute in ways. And it's really rewarding for us to help patients who we may never, ever meet. And that's one of the fun things about research as well. We know that, you know, some discovery or something that we accomplish or something that we do, some kernel of knowledge may help somebody down the road, somebody we never, ever meet. And you really did just answer my last question because I was going to ask you about being an early adopter and understanding all these technologies. Is there anything else you wanted to add about how you do work with that primary care physician for these targeted treatment options for patients? I think the primary care physicians, you know, they're, they're great at what they do. But, you know, the cancer field and particularly the area where we are is very, very subspecialized. So we're here as a resource. Um, so I'm always available. 
email me, call me, whatever, <laughs> and we're happy to help and advise um, and, and point, you know, point you in the right direction. Um, and we do that every day. Dr. Demur, I appreciate all of your information. Great perspective. Again, you heard him. Uh, call him, email him. That's the best way to get hold of you, right? Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the Hogue MD podcast. We appreciate you all for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Hogue MD. If you haven't already, please remember to like, comment, and review and subscribe to catch all our future episodes.